You're listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Fred, I must say that your facial hair is looking uh, extra thick and grizzly this evening. It, I think it is the record for the the longest it's ever been, specifically here on Parsons and Slow on Sports Radio Detroit and Alien X Radio. This is um, this is my personal record for beard length, Mike. Yeah, which is weird because you know you grew up in a Midwest climate with uh, cold winters, and now that you've moved to the desert. Um, You've you've grown you've grown the beard. Seems a bit counterintuitive to it. Counterintuitive to me. I the thing about my intuitiveness uh, is that uh, you said I grew up, Mike, and I am like a I'm like a fine wine. I've aged well, and uh, it's just getting too easy for me out there. So I thought I'll grow this hideous beard to to really cut into my ragged good looks. Right, that's what I said. Just to make it fair for the rest of the fellas. That's what I'm saying. I don't because I want. Obviously, I want to be pursued. I love attention. Sure. I love I, just similar to Queen, fame, fortune, everything that goes with it. Um, but I also want the guys. I want. I, I like to be complimented from another man, and I think that's something that we men are really failing to do. And that's just tell each other how much we appreciate each other. Well, uh, Fred, I feel very neutral on your beard, but uh, but if you like it, God bless. You're my friend, and I want you to be happy. Do you ever consider making like a really serious life change and? And I'm thinking, like, growing a beard is one of those things. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, get a job somewhere else or move across the country, whatever. I've done those things before. Those are easy peasy for me. But trying to hide my second chin with uh, an absorbent amount of uh, neck uh, beard hair, that's that's a challenge. I actually feel, Fred, that shaving a beard is a bigger life change than growing a beard. Because What sense? What's that? And what, like going from beard to beard less? Yes, because, you know, growing growing the beard is subtle. So people who see you every day, they see the beard slowly grow over time and they get used to it as, as you go. Just like when a puppy gets old. Right. And then, you know, once your beard gets, uh, gets too long, we put you down. Not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but how weird is it, Fred, when... Someone that you've known for years has a beard, all all of a sudden shaves their face. It's almost like they're a completely different person. That's why I think shaving a beard is a bigger life change than growing a beard. Well, and then there's always like the effects of of um, the funniest ones. Are the effects on like children, like infants, where it's like they no longer like you can't pick up your niece anymore because she's ah, right. that stranger. Ah. Like, and that's that's something you in your heart don't realize how much will hurt you. I I miss you, Charlotte. Uh, well, you know, once uh, wait, so uh, once you grow the beard back, or once you shave it, she'll she'll recognize you again. Well, I, so so my cousin uh, recently, so my cousin, so I here I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, a little inside baseball, and so I have one family member in town, and they they recently had a newborn baby boy. His name is Wyatt, and he is beautiful. Yeah, you know, Fred, that, I, that's I'm glad you're explaining this because on Instagram, I find myself um, going through my feed and. At least once a week, I say, where does Fred find all these babies? <laughs> there are a couple of them. So I will pick. So I was holding baby, but I hadn't been over there in a couple months because um, there were like I had a cold. You can't yeah. a cold around a baby. It was just 
the, the holidays. You know how it is. So it just it didn't work out in a way. So I show up over at my cousin's house, and um, they have another child, and and I, that child was one and one half years old. And I saw that child, and the child got <laughs> did not recognize me because of because of my uh, my grizzly to Adams. Well, I mean, to be fair, Fred, Apple. if the if the kid is a year and a half years old. And uh, you haven't seen them for a few months. That's like a good chunk of their That's life really that point. you <laughs> haven't been around for. So, like, you know, you and I, Fred, I don't see you for three months. I don't, you know, it, you, 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 there's a friend you don't see for three months. You pick right up where you left off. If yeah. you're a month, if you're a year and a half old, like that's that's like 10 years in, in middle age person time. Speaking of, I've been off the social media. How's Ryan Z? Uh, Ryan Z is good. Um he said that he um let's see he said that um he took one of those uh online and you don't know this Fred cuz you're not on Facebook no um but uh he uh he took this he took this poll and like Facebook asks you questions and it says what can't you spe- uh stand the smell of and okay. he said garlic so perhaps he's a vampire i don't know Okay, I see. I, I was hoping your story was he took one of those ancestry.com DNA things, and then there's going to be like actual substance behind that. But no, no, no. Uh, no it's but one big he, thing <laughs> that Fred, you're, since you're not on Facebook, I feel like half the show is me explaining to you what you've missed while you're not on Facebook. Yeah, uh, there's been the this, culture like, that pops. Yeah, there's been this. Uh, how much have you aged challenge? Where it's like, hey, see how much you've aged. Post your first profile picture next to your current profile picture and 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 see how much you've aged and of course you know people post it and um you know most of it is uh like a a picture from when you were actually 10 years younger and then Mm -hmm. a snapchat uh picture with all the filters and you've grown like a dog nose and then so people post that and they're like oh my god how did you how do you actually uh manage to look younger now than you did 10 years ago hold on hold on Hold on. Yeah. This is this is like a seri- like people are doing this seriously? Yeah. Like this is a thing that Mark Zuckerberg invented for face gaining IDs, right? There's no other way that's that that is exactly what this is. I'm just now learning about this, but I'm telling you this is conspiracy theory shit. Well, Fred, uh then you would be an idiot like the rest of the people posting this conspiracy <laughs> theory. Let me tell you why this conspiracy theory is and I'm sorry I called you an idiot. I, I No, I deserve that cuz that's immediately where my head goes. This yeah. is for like like have like have you seen this child right. shit? Well, yeah, and and everyone's posting, you know, everyone's posting Oh, you know, the CIA thanks you for helping them uh, update their current database. It's like, look, the whole challenge is to post your first profile picture, which is already on Facebook, and your current profile picture, which is already on Facebook. So these pictures that you think the CIA and FBI are are surreptitiously trying to get you to post for their database, it's already up there. So if they wanted your picture, Fred... Uh, they could have gotten it a long, long time ago. Did you do one? Well, kind of. Um, my current profile picture is a drawing my wife did of me on loose leaf paper. And my okay. first profile picture uh, was Bobby Hill. So I did it, but it, it was not my face. See, and I would, th- I would do the same angle. Mine would be like, like um, 
like Robert Downey Jr., like Tony Stark from the first Iron Man, and then Tony Stark like in the last Avengers. Like I would do that kind of thing. I would do like uh, I would do okay. My first one would be Jamie Lannister when he pushes that kid out the window, and then how through the miracle that is creative writing, George R. R. Romero convinces me somehow that Jamie Lannister is a good guy now in the newest season, even though I saw him fuck his sister and push a child out a window when I first was introduced to him. So that would be mine, the character arc of growth of Jamie Lannister. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who got that reference. It, uh, it's a uh, so HBO does these series now. So series are the new movies, Mike. And w- and what it is is get out of here. HBO's doing series now. I'm telling you, it's uh, have you heard of Arliss? Yeah, with Robert Wall. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's uh, Arliss. So this so what it, Game of Thrones <laughs> just, in 2019? You just dropped an Arliss reference. <laughs> It's uh, are you, so you are familiar though. You're it's uh, yeah. it's a pretty good little program. Yeah, yeah. So, Arliss, Arliss was on back when uh, back in uh, Clinton's economy when my family had HBO. It's a good time to yeah. have unscrambled TV. Uh, so, yeah, but that was how I would do. It. Like my 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 first picture would be Mario. My second one would be Luigi. Right. Well, and then of course you got a lot of Weisenheimers who like they'll post like you know pictures of like sperm, saying, "Oh, ha ha, this was my first uh, picture, and look how much I've aged." How would you even take a picture of that? Let me. Here's how I'm going to start breaking that one down. Number one, I've always been impressed by white blood cells. You know how dark it is inside your body? There's literally no light. Like your body all the time fights off everything that ever happens to you in pitch black. That is crazy to me. Like I'm not smart enough to understand how to observe stuff without my eyes and to think that my body can function in complete darkness all the time. Get the fuck out of here. That's yeah. incredible. For real. But Fred, all I'm telling you is, you know, these conspiracy theories theorists they always think they're like one step ahead of the game but if you think about it okay if this really was a ploy for the cia and the fbi to update their database you've already posted these pictures voluntarily a long Mm -hmm. time ago so you know the fact that you posted them together isn't really isn't really helping them and and if you refuse to participate it's not really thwarting them i think what happens fred is that uh you know, when something gets popular, people automatically hate it just because it happens to be popular, even if it's innocuous as this. And then they're like, ooh, well, you know, I uh, I, I listen to too much Alex Jones or I, you know, I watch uh, too many X-Files um, shows that were not on HBO. And they're like, there's got to be conspiracy behind everything. And, you know, sometimes it's just a stupid fun trend that people jump on. Who started it? Uh, I don't know who Poster Zero was, but... Um, I just did a quick Google search. Uh, Mariah Carey posted a picture of herself and then posted the exact same picture and said she doesn't believe in time. Of course. I think so the what most, is that? What are you doing? I think the most annoying thing is when people... Every single every single one of these pictures, there's a comment that says, Oh my God, how do you look better now? Which either A, people are lying to you because if you're if you're an adult, okay... Uh, unless you're in your 20s, nobody looks better now than they did 10 years ago. Or well, no, what if, what if they had like a like a like a drastic weight loss, or what if they were like riddled with like cancer? Like what if there's there's those stories? Like those ones I'll buy. Like what if you, what if you're like, um, hey, I was a senior in high school 10 years ago, but now I'm a professional NBA player. Yeah. Like I feel like those ones deserve uh, that kind of praise. All right, LeBron James, you got me there. Okay. 
it's uh, it's been way long. That's so that's the crazy part. Right? Like 2007 was just 10 years ago. Yeah, it really no, was. it wasn't. It was not. It was longer than. That's it's the craziest shit. Ago. Will you quit trying to bamboozle me with math, Fred? Um, I hate my. I but, hate my life. But Fred, you know if if you're if you're. 10 years ago picture is is kind of what you look like and your updated picture um you know you have a rabbit nose and those giant doe eyes that's not how you look okay so that's cheating on the 10-year challenge so just post your picture wrinkles and all or don't participate here's what i just thought of yeah see uh so about 18 months ago i moved to albuquerque right and then, so what I did was I got the I got the dating app when I first moved to town. The Tinder, um, the t- yeah, I got Tinder and I got the other ones. But for the sake of this conversation, we'll just we'll only talk about Tinder. Okay, fine. So then you would get on, so you would, they, and their picture would come up. So you would start the app, and then their picture would come up, and it would be um, uh, what you're describing. Like, um, like here's you, but for some reason you have reindeer antlers, <laughs> and I, like you can never really get. Like you don't know, like like there's like 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 perma filter, like everything was perma filter. So like I think if there was like a date, but it was only the ten year ago one, then if everyone claims you look so much better than ten years ago, then you should be going for the ten year old picture. So if you started one where they were all ten years old, then now you'd be getting only dimes, and dime is also ten. You know, Fred, if I were still in the uh, online dating game, you know what my go to joke would be when I showed up for a date. I, I cannot wait. <laughs> hey, where are your rabbit ears? Or, hey, where's your dog nose? You know, because cause that, that, you know, nobody has a picture of themselves as a human being anymore. That's gonna, like, we grew up in a time when, like, family photos were, like, printed, right? Like, right. they were, like, in a big box in an old desk and then no one sat at. And that's, that's how you, you had those memories. Now... All those memories are filtered and weird, and you, you as an adult child born today may never know what you truly looked like as a child, and that's, that's terrifying. Yeah, right. Yeah, you couldn't pick yourself out of a lineup. Where are our histories going? Now, Fred, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm ready. And I want you to be 100% honest with me, okay? Yes. Are you growing your beard because you refuse to use Gillette products ever again? <sighs> Turns out Gillette was right. Their product is not best for guys with sensitive skin. Right, or thin skin, right. So, <laughs> of course, everybody, everyone's probably seen the ad now where Gillette, you know, they put out this t- two-minute ad saying, hey, you know, all this uh, sexual harassment we've been hearing about, the Me Too movement's really, really bad. If, uh, you know, as men, maybe we could start looking out for each for for women a little more. And uh, if you see a woman being talked down to or harassed, maybe uh, step in and say something. And yeah, for how some about reason, uh, this pissed people off a whole lot. Let me let me get some of that accountability over there. Let me. Uh, hey, can you? Hey, can you? Can you, young bloods, mix in some uh, some accountability? Right. That's what they said. Like, hey, That's what... why don't we try to uh, treat people with more respect and be uh, more sensitive to? Uh, uh, behavior that might make people uncomfortable. Screw, no. screw Gillette! Screw Gillette! I want to catcall women, and I want to talk them down in the boardroom, and I want to call them baby cakes, and I'm never using this product ever again. 
if I can't pit my child versus your child in a one-on-one fight to the death inside a, a circle of lawnmowers that we put together outside a backyard barbecue, then I got no interest in shaving my whiskers for a day job that I freaking hate, <laughs> supplying money to a woman who raises my family. You, Gillette, I tell you what, you, and I know you can't hear me, but I'm telling you that if I will never ever again buy your razor. Uh, but here's the disclaimer, Mike. Uh, dudes don't buy razors. They send their wife to the Walmart and they buy it. So, Well, well you know, that's that's an interesting point, Fred, because, you know, I'm watching this video and I say, OK, you know, I, I, I appreciate the message. I agree with the message. How is this going to translate into more razor sales? And I think maybe, Fred, you hit on it, something that we might not think of. You know, men aren't buying the razors. No. When's the last time you bought a razor, old man Parsons? Uh, I don't know. Um, no. But, you know, I got that Joe Dirt facial hair. I don't have to shave a whole lot. So um, I'm the opposite. But you're, you're right, Fred. You know, uh, maybe they're not selling razors to men. They're selling razors to the women who buy razors for men. And I, have a, I, have a, I have a John Krasinski post-office beard. Yeah, you do. Uh, you have a David Letterman post-retirement uh, beard. God, that's the mix, isn't it? Those two, those two heroes. Yeah, right. It's uh, that's what that's what men should aspire to. But uh, you know, Fred, my favorite thing are they, you know, there's this group of people. Okay. Okay. There's this group of people out there who just love to boycott anything, men. any anytime someone or some product kind of hurts their feelings, and these people boycotting well, Gillette. Let's- Let's call them consumers. These consumers <laughs> boycotting Gillette are the same that are the same guys who get on Facebook and talk about how they hate PC culture when someone calls them out for being a sexist or a racist. They're the same people who, if you call them, if if you if you check them for saying something stupid or racist, um, they'll post that meme of that woman that says "triggered." Those are the type of people who are pissed off at Gillette for this ad, which they say makes all men look bad, which in the commercial, Fred, they say most men aren't bad, but we could do better. What's wrong with that? <laughs> That's a terrifying face you're making. It's even more terrifying with face. that beard. It was doing the triggered face. Right. Yeah, that woman. that She was uh, a professor or something. She, yeah, at the university. You're in my personal space. Yeah. Right. It's you know yeah, what? It's hey, like for real says though, something uh, stupid, and you say, "Hey, that's kind of racist." That it, instead of like having a debate with you, they just post that meme that says "triggered." Well, that's the dude who's boycotting Gillette. <sighs> Breaking news: Gillette also makes razors for women. Get for out. every one face out there, there are two legs out there. I feel mm. like this is a good move. I feel like this is a solid approach. Well, I do too. And, and hey, look. wait. Hey, turn of events. The Gillette ad. Um, and you know what, Mike? You're using poor verbiage. I'm going to change it. It's not an advertisement. It's um, advertisement. No, 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 no. It's a cultural documentary. Well, I mean, I th- this cultural th- document. It was actually produced by Bic, <laughs> and then sold to Gillette for the backlash. I, I mean, look, Fred. There's a lot of people who who, who are sick of uh, companies trying to get involved with political messages, but I think that's just the way marketing is now. You know, I think that there's two schools of thoughts in marketing. Number one, you take the Gillette. What's that? 
Oh, I said pretty girls, but I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. one. You know, there's the Gillette slash Colin Kaepernick. We're taking a social stand that's uh-huh. going to cause a controversy mm-hmm. and get people talking about us. Yeah. And then there's the, you know, let's Product not ruffle placement. any feathers type, uh, uh, you know, type marketing. And uh, I guess people just need to, I think people just need to decide which one they want to be. So I feel like product placement, you left, I feel it's like, like, like obviously the White House could have gone with any restaurant. They went McDonald's. Right. Which, which a little bit more about that later, Fred, but, um, you know, um, you know, I I, I agree. You got to be woke, Mike. It's about being woke. Well, yeah. Consumers woke. I, I mean, look. The Colin Kaepernick Nike ad, um, you know, a lot of people got pissed and were talking about boycotting Nike, but those were the type of people who who weren't buying Nike anyway. I think Nike saw a 10% bump um, in sales over a period of time after the Colin Kaepernick ad came out. So I think if you know your audience and you know who to mobilize and who to piss off, the people you piss off are people aren't going to buy your product anyway. Um, you know, this this sort of woke controversy um, method of advertisement could be very effective. I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying because it's like, um, I'm going to take you back to the mid-90s, mid-90s. Back when my I, uh, family had HBO. Yeah, it was nice. It was, a, it was a prosperous time here in the country some 21 years ago. Uh, uh, Thomas Hilfiger, are you familiar? Oh, yes. So Thomas Hilfiger, he uh, he and his, his brother Dave, they get together and they create uh, Tommy Hilfiger and Tommy Jean. Mm. Okay, and uh, it's cool. It's not Nautica, it's not Polo, it's not Ralph Lauren, which I do realize is also Polo. But then they put the the Tommy Hilfiger, they put it into Vibe magazine. They put it into to to um, publish mints that that are directed at the African American community, and and the the white people go no. We're not going to – we used to buy Tommy Hilfiger. Now we're not going to buy it. Right. It's, it's for them. It's for – and uh, do, you, do you know what Tommy Hilfiger is not the biggest? It's literally the biggest. Is it? Like if – yes, absolutely it is. I mean, like, I, I, knew, I, knew it got, I knew it got big, but I felt like that's kind of something that kind of stayed in the late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, no, no, no. It's still super prominent. You know, also, I didn't tell you this. I'm trying to bring back starter hoodies, but we're not going to talk about that right now. But, like, th- that's what I'm saying. Like, dope. if you can put – if you if you can put the your product in the right, it's going to be consumed. Right, like in yeah. But if 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 you tell a certain demographic of people, uh, uh, white, black, uh, uh, Asian, Hispanic, man, woman, child, elderly, disabled, whatever, whatever you're picking. So if you and you say, hey, this is the one for you, then those people will buy it because it's it's literally that easy. Right, like, sell them identity. It, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, hey, not only is it for you, um, you'll be woke. Well, Fred, you know, uh, this term that people have been using talking about the Gillette ad, and it's been a term that's been kind of kicked around the last few years, toxic masculinity. Ooh. A lot of people, um, a lot of people, um, you know, after the Gillette ad comes out, uh, they're saying, hey, it takes a shot at toxic masculinity. And, you know, there's some people saying, what the hell does toxic masculinity mean? Um, Let me read you the definition of it from JanineGaroffalo.com. <laughs> uh, from uh, Jezebel. Um, but, and, and, you know, I've been, seeing, I've been seeing these headlines, and I haven't really clicked on them, because uh, pretty much they're, they're conservative anger bait that says, uh, you know, um, some association calls uh, – 
classifies toxic masculinity as a mental disorder. And then people start posting, oh, this is the, the country's attack on ma- masculinity. La, 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 la. Toxic masculinity itself is a new term, but the concept's not new. You know, Fred, back in my day, toxic masculinity went, went by another name. Boys will be boys. Being an asshole or, or being oh. a chauvinist. You know, there there is a difference. When someone says toxic masculinity, they're not saying that masculine traits are bad. They're just saying that that some people take it too far and they're chauvinist or or they're or you know, they're they're sexist or um, you know, they're they're demeaning towards women. And people, and then the other question comes, you know, where does regular masculinity end and toxic masculinity begins? To me, I guess, you know, toxic masculinity and toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity ends um, when it goes from, excuse me, miss, to yo, baby, get out of the way. So, I mean, give me, there's give nothing me the wrong best. with being a traditional male with masculine traits, but there are some, there are some things that uh are quote-unquote toxic about being masculine okay and, uh, uh yeah go ahead fred i'm trying to get my thoughts together no here. i got it i got but i got to, i need a clarifying question i'm sure. gonna give you a clarifier so is it it's only toxic if you don't want it right correct yes okay so so like if, if you if you're walking if you're walking on the streets in new york hey i'm walking here if you're walking on the streets in new york in 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 a construction work he says hey hot stuff that's toxic masculinity, correct? I would imagine so, yes. Okay. Now if you're if you're working in Manhattan and your boss is Don Draper, that's not toxic masculinity. Uh well, yeah, it depends on if uh if you consent to it. That's well I mean, everyone watched Mad Men, so I feel like that's acceptable. Well, here I guess I guess the example would be, okay, if you're on the street and you see a attractive young lady or, or whatever you're attracted to. Sure. I, feel, I mean, let's not let's not be. You see that. some. You see someone who's attractive, and you pay them a compliment. If they say, "Thank you, I appreciate it," that's not toxic. If they say, "Hey, um, that makes me uncomfortable. Could you not do that?" and you stop doing it, that's not toxic. If they but say, "But I'm telling you, Mike, if you were to compliment me as I passed you on the street, I'd be like, oh, what a what a nice little day.' Well, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, guess, I, I guess it depends on how you do it. If you're like, "Hey, sweet cheeks, come over here," that's probably toxic masculinity. You say, "Hello, miss. Uh, I think that your hair looks beautiful today." Uh, she may not like that, uh, but if it's polite, it's not necessarily toxic. If uh, if you if you cease when she shows she's uncomfortable about it, we started so inside baseball. You live in Detroit. I live in Albuquerque. We do this via video conference. Yeah, it's a video. Con- I turn on the video. The first thing you say to me is, uh, "Damn man, beard looks strong." Yeah, is that you? Is that you stating your dominance over me, and now I'm a submissive, or is that you just paying, just paying a uh, a, a comp a compliment? Fred, that's me. Knowing that you and I have a friendship, and knowing you, um, I know what's acceptable to say to you and what's acceptable not to say to you, and how if I pay you a compliment, you will take it. Um, If you were just some random dude I never met, I probably would not compliment your beard. But since you are a friend of mine, and uh, we have a rapport, I feel like I could could politely compliment your beard, and it would be well-received. 
Well, I, I do not consider anything you've ever said to me an insult. And when we get back from the break, I'm going to tell you how millions of people were insulted for the Clemson Tigers earlier this week. And I have all the jokes. Hi, this is Jason Pinkett from Pucking Around and Spinning the Wheels on Sports Reader Detroit. Check us out every Sunday over on the SRD Hockey Feed on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. That's SRD Hockey in your search bar. New episodes every week. Looking to reach new potential customers? SRD can help. We work with any size business and budget. Plus, our amazing listener base grows every day. For more information on how your business can advertise with us, feel free to send us an email at sportsradiodet at gmail.com. That's sportsradiodet at gmail.com. SRD, Detroit's podcasting home. Because I feel like a salad tossing might feel good. What? (laughs) (laughs) Out of Bounds Detroit Podcast. Tuesday morning and Friday mornings here on SportsRadioDetroit.com. Back at it again with the podcast. All right, Fred. So um, I I have to say I'm feeling very, very conflicted. I'm ready. Very conflicted. Give it to me. You know, I know this uh, little stunt that Donald Trump pulled on on the Clemson uh, National Champion football team. Mike, Mike, Uh, Mike, Mike. Yeah. Mick Donald Trump. (laughs) Okay, Mick Donald Trump. You were you were not lying when you said you got the dad jokes. I got them. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really absorbing my new role. It's McDonald Trump. Okay, so look, I know that this stunt McDonald Trump pulled at the White House, welcoming the Clemson Tigers, uh, national football champions, um, to the White House and serving them fast food. What did you call I, them? The what? The the what? The national Mick. Champions. Okay. Wait, okay. You know, well, yeah, Fred. I'll just uh, stop. The first, I'll the stop. first, the yeah, first one stop. was good. The rest is going to really slow the pace down. Okay. Here. Sorry. 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 I just. We all I know to... that that was a political stunt to make a point about the shutdown, right? Because normally, um, the national champions don't visit the White House till April after the spring game. Donald Trump had a whole bunch of uh, reporters in in this dining room, surrounded by hamburgers and pizza, talking about how. Well, you know, the the government shut down, so there's no one to cook them a dinner. So I went out and uh, spent $500 or or however many uh, on all that food. So, you know, he he was playing games with with a team full of young uh, student athletes who should have been um, celebrated. But I would be lying, Fred, if I didn't tell you that an all-you-could-eat fast food pizza buffet has not been a dream of mine since I was a young, young child. I think this this was the first thing that President McDonald Trump has done in his presidency that I was actually a fan of. You're making me very mad. Why? Because <laughs> this is... First of all, there's no pizza at McDonald's. Like no, he got... Okay, Fred, I found, I found somebody posted a diagram of what was being served, okay? Um... He served. Was it like like a real diagram, or was it like like a load of horse shit? Was or like, like what was it? Uh, well, this looks like a diagram from a newspaper. I have not verified it, but it looks accurate to me. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. Okay, I'm ready. On one side of the table, he served Big Macs, chicken nuggets, fillet of fish and quarter pounders, chicken sandwiches, Wendy's hamburgers, 
and Domino's Pizza. So, yes, Fred, it was a fast food slash pizza buffet. And I got to say, I'm a little jealous of uh, the Clemson Tigers because in one month, they fulfilled two of my childhood dreams to win a national championship in something and to eat as many hamburgers and as much pizza as you can until you pass out. Here's why I am jealous, because I just Googled Clemson White House visit. Here's all the top news. Ready? Aisha Curry offers real feast. Brock Holt requests uh, for White House meal, uh, excuse me, offers to pay for Clemson real feast. Michael Strahan will host Clemson Tigers for lobster dinner. I, there's a Chicago restauranter invites Clemson titles for celebratory dinner. They're going to eat for free for the next six weeks at the finest foods in the country because of this BS move by the... And this is, again, when Donald Trump tricks us into thinking that he's an idiot, but he's not an idiot. He's he So we're going to shut down national parks, and then everyone crowdfunds national parks, and we're we're not going to build a wall and, and then, then everyone else funds the fucking wall and we're not going to feed the national champion football team and then everyone else fucking feeds them and he's tricking us Mike he's so goddamn smart he's the smartest guy that's ever lived every time he does this and every time he does it right and I'm so mad I'm so mad that he's so smart look if I'm Dabo Sweeney I'm taking a flyer on the next season because by the time uh, August comes around, your whole team is going to be too fat and, and too slow to even to even finish in the top half of the ACC. And I'm saying, guys, what we did uh, back in the national championship game is something very special. And now, next season, we're going to suck because we're going to take up each and every person on their free meal offer. Yeah, but also he's going to be giving this speech on the 4th of July at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on Coney Island where the whole team's going to show up and just clean house. They're going to finish 1 through 52 because they're all professional eaters now because right. of our, our Lord and Savior McDonald Trump is, is so fucking smart. Oh, man. Well, it, and I have to say, Fred, you know, the Clemson Tigers handled this they, they handled this uh, perfectly. You know, Donald Trump kind of put – McDonald Trump, I apologize. Uh, Thank you. Forever moving forward, McDonald Trump. Yes. Uh, uh, he put them in a position to be political pawns. And, you know, if Dabo Sweeney or, or, or any of the uh, players on Clemson would have spoke out one way or another – you know, it would have been a firestorm that they probably didn't really deserve. All they were doing was going to the White House, uh, like every national championship team has done since uh, at least Forrest Gump, um, for a meal and for congratulations. <laughs> from at least Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, but there was this meme going around that, uh, you know, the people who were pissed off about the Gillette ad were posting um, to really to really stick it to liberals. It was this uh, – now, now listen to this quote, Fred, and tell me your first thought, okay? Okay. Um, it was sourced to Trevor Lawrence, Clemson's um, – well, we talked about him last week. He, he was like a superhuman quarterback. Yeah. And, and, and it says, Clemson QB speaks out to defend America. And here's the, here's the quote, ready? President Trump got all our favorite foods. It was the best meal we ever had. Then we go and see the coastal elite media trashing it for not being organic and vegan. We're football players, not bloggers. This was a perfect blue-collar party. 
Of course, well, that he, was, that, of course he did that not was, say that. What's that? <laughs> There's no way he said that. No, it was fake. It, 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 it sounded like almost it almost sounded like a tweet Donald Trump wrote himself or like you put you, you just kind of like put Trevor Lawrence's picture in a uh, a right wing meme generator. And it just came up with words like uh, elite coastal media in perfect blue, blue collar party. I mean, Trevor Lawrence said he enjoyed the meal. You know, he 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 did a very PC classy response, which you know, as a college kid, I, you know, I don't want to get caught up in it. He said yes, the meal was, he was gracious. The meal was very good, but he did not say that uh, it was the perfect blue collar party. This is great American food. It's Americana. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves America. We have the best food here. It was, originally, it's from other places, but now it's here. Right. Like, I get it. I totally get everything that's happening. And I feel like a fool for not realizing just how beautiful and perfect this was. Just like every single thing Donald Trump does. He's, he's, he's flawless. He's without flaw. Sometimes I feel like Donald Trump is a... Uh is a guy who's just really committed uh, to a an improv bit that's gone too far. Like, oh, you, okay, I see. What you're, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, yeah, he's almost like a Kaufman-esque person. Like, um, like eventually, what's going to happen is, um, you know, 1980s liberal Donald Trump is going to take off his uh, "Make America Great" hat and be like, "What's wrong with you people? I did all this shit thinking that." There's, there's no way in hell a sane nation would have put up with this, and it's gone too far. I mean, think about it, Fred. That, 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 that visual of him standing in the White House with Big Macs and uh, Junior Bacon cheeseburgers and Domino's on the good China that probably dates back to Washington, and it was a real news story. It was not The Onion. It's incredible. And you know that there's like there's a documentary right now about it. Like like we like how great would it be if we had a documentary crew just following around Bill Gates when Microsoft started. We had a documentary crew following around uh Trey Parker Matt Stone when South Park started. Like if we had like like people to mark like some of the most moments like Matt Groening when the like and we have that now. And in 10 years we're going to get like the best look at this ever and it's going to be captivating like do, are, do you remember when that oj thing came out like that interview from 2000 or from 96 or whatever oh, 2006 or whatever. or whatever yeah like it's gonna be that but it's gonna be like a million times better and it's gonna be like donald trump with a cigar from his prison cell and he's gonna be like <laughs> he's gonna be like uh he's gonna be describing what's happening and i'm gonna like, I'm going to watch it forever, and it's going to make so much money for the Trump family, and then he's going to win again in the end. Like, it's, this is all – it's the most brilliant work of all time. Right. Like, it's like insanely what, brilliant. Yeah, like, what if Donald Trump is like, okay, back in 2016, he's like, okay, I am going to do everything that you're not supposed to do in politics and see how fast it takes my career. He's got the money and all the money in the world. If his career tanks, it doesn't matter. And uh, to his shock and horror, he just kept winning and winning and winning. What if Donald Trump is deep down secretly just as horrified at what's going on during his administration as the rest of us? What, what was that TV show where 
at the end of it was it twin peaks where the kid had a snow globe and it turns out it was all like an autistic kid with a snow globe you know what i'm talking about possibly i've never seen oh. twin peaks okay well you know what i'm talking about it's from like the 80s or whatever and and it like it really shook the world it was like it was like you're gonna tell me it's like this story that i watched for five or six years was just and none of these characters are dead but the, also they never even really existed and this whole thing was just in the imagination of like some autistic kid with a snow globe and, but then as it turns out the next 35 fucking years of tv like every like x-files episode is based in this universe and like all like these products and places that they're used like in tv throughout the next 35 years of tv and and everything literally since then can in some way be tied back to this autistic kid with the snow globe since 1984 or whatever and and that's what donald trump is like donald trump is is created a thing that that is going to spur in a way that nothing moving forward will never not have ever been from this point forward affected by a ripple that was created by Donald Trump's wave of crazy shit. It's almost like we're living in a reality, Fred, where someone from the future comes back in time. A time traveler from the future comes back in time. And what's the first rule of time travel, Fred? Sane Elsewhere. That's the name of that show. Not Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. I'm an idiot. I, right, I, what's the name of that show? I'm re- it's um, uh, uh, McDonald Trump what? No, Fred, what's the first rule of time travel? Oh, uh, you don't talk about time travel. <laughs> no, no, you don't touch anything because it could alter um, the course of the future. I was, I almost, I was thinking of Fight Club. I was thinking of Fight Club. <laughs> you, you, you almost got there. You almost got yeah. there. Yeah, it, no, butterfly effect. Yeah, I'm ready. It almost feels like somebody went back in time and just took a baseball bat and started destroying everything, and now we're on this really weird timeline where – the government shut down, and the president is serving McDonald's uh, to yes. uh, to college athletes and all the other weird shit that's happening. That's what it feels and like our reality is sometimes. It's 200 years from now, and there's a version of me and you that exists, but it's the 200-year-from-now version, and there's time travel. And I'm like, Mike, I got an idea. Let's go back to World War II, and we'll dab in some photos, and it'll be so funny, and we come back. And you're like, no, no, no. I have a way better idea. Fuck Hillary. And then we're where we are now. Because that's what's happened. Like, that's a legitimate, that's not legitimate, but that is, that is a St. Elsewhere idea that will actually work in this world of snow globe autism. Yeah, we, we definitely are. I don't know if it's the darkest timeline. But it's pretty dark and it's pretty screwed up. We're, and like for certain, there are multiple universes. There are parallel universes. Everyone in the whole world agrees on that. And I mean the universe. So like, like how like we we're in like the weirdest one. We really like, this are. This is so fucking weird. And you know what's even weirder, Fred? As terrible as I think Donald Trump is, I think there's someone else in government that I feel is just as terrible on the other side of the spectrum. Nancy oh Pelosi. God, here we go. I'm ready. You know, Give it to me. Here's the thing, Fred. Okay, and we talked about it. We talked about it last week, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it every week. We will forever. Uh, yeah, right. Because this this shutdown is going to go on forever. On one side, you got a president who will not bargain unless he gets this wall that may or may not um, uh, work uh, f- with keeping uh, illegal immigrants out of our country. Well, the, the bullshit on the wall might. So he gets elected. In 2016, he goes in the office January 2017, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. So for 10 months after that, 
and now there's a democratic house and now all of a sudden there's like an emergency and we right. have to shut down the country and you're, you're like don we uh, mick don we know what you're doing like <laughs> no one around you is confused this is not about the threat of rapists that steal jobs and by the way if you only think rapists come to your country and steal your job then your job is being a rapist Right. So you have on one side, you got the president who won't bargain unless he gets this wall that may or may not work. On the other side, you got Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer who won't bargain at all. And in the middle, you've got over a million government workers and contractors dying on the vine because they don't know uh, when their next paycheck's going to come. And some of them are being ordered back to work without pay, which last time uh, I checked, that sounds a lot like slavery to me. Oh, we talk about slavery? What's that? Uh, one, uh, on on the on Thursday, Don uh, McDonald signed a bill that said, we'll give you some back pay. Which is Can't good. Do it yet. Can't do it yet, but we'll give it to you. Right. Well, thank, thank you, Don and McDonald. Nancy. Um, yeah, they will get back pay. The problem is it doesn't look like either side is going to budge or, 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 or bargain at all. So they have no idea when that back pay is going to come. And, you know, Fred, in this whole thing, you know, there's, there's, it's not good guys versus bad guys. It's bad guys versus bad guys, okay? You've got Godzilla destroying your city. King Kong comes along and is trying to kill Godzilla, but... In the middle, you just have two giant monsters destroying your city, trying to kill each other. And that's what this, uh, th- this, this, this shutdown is. And now Nancy Pelosi, she's going out there saying, we shouldn't have a state of the union until this shutdown's over. Stop! 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 Stop trying to one-up each other and figure this shit out. I don't want to hear shit from Donald Trump. I don't want to hear shit from Nancy Pelosi, from Chuck Schumer, from Mitch McConnell. Until this thing is resolved, because what's going to happen is the longer this thing goes, not only are the people who are not getting paid going to be affected, our economy is going to tank. And people who aren't federal workers are going to start losing their jobs because uh, people aren't buying goods and services and and companies are going to start going out of business and markets are going to crash and bubbles are going to pop. And uh, so figure this shit out. Quit, Quit trying to show each other whose dick is bigger and... You know, work for the American people because, Fred, once this gets really bad, nobody's going to say this is Donald Trump's fault. No one's going to say this is Nancy Pelosi's fault. They're going to say it's everyone's fault, and 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 they're playing this power game while everyone else is uh, twisting in the breeze. I'm not real big on laying blame, but you did <clears> – <throat> excuse me, you really hit one on the head. And it's – and and I know you were like figuratively talking about like like Mothra and like like all these like Godzillas and stuff, but like like legitimately like who is patrolling for that kind of stuff? And I'm not talking about the Godzilla, right. but I mean like but who like like is like is NASA like looking out for an asteroid coming at me? Like is the TSA checking every passenger right. on a plane? Is like these are real things, and like I would I would like to think. That there's a, a plan in place that would, uh, and you know what? I'm going to be selfish, keep myself and people I care about safe. Um, and if, and if those, and if those things aren't happening, then, then yeah, now, now you're affecting the, the sorry people, which I, uh, identify as a sorry person. Right. Well, and I mean, here's the thing. This is where I think the tipping point's going to happen. And a lot of people are, are pointing to Super Bowl weekend for this because, 
you know, there's going to be a lot of people flying and traveling around yeah, around the country. Nine five, right? Once the TSA agents all stop showing up to work and planes can't fly because there's no one uh, um, doing security checkpoints, and the uh, the uh, FAA agents uh, in the flight control tower aren't showing up to work, and 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 airplanes can't fly, the economy is going to come to a screeching halt. And it's going to be on the head of Donald Trump. It's going to be on the head of Mitch McConnell. It's going to be on the head of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. I'm sure there's people, there's rank and file in both the House and the Senate that want to find a compromise. You know, say, okay, we won't give Donald Trump $5 billion. We'll give him $2 billion. And then there's there's probably Republicans who would take that compromise to reopen the government and, and, and get things back on track. But you've got... These four swinging dicks at the head of the parties who are playing power games that aren't allowing that to happen. So you think there's a magic number? Because I don't think there is. What do you mean? I think it's. So you think there's like a like a compromise number that gets the game going again? Because I I don't feel like that is is going to be what I feel like it's going to be. Hey, we we either going to get it all or you're going to get nothing. And right. I feel like there's not going to be like a. Like in anything. Well, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Fred. I think there are rank and file people in both parties who are willing to find a compromise number, but the people who hold all the power, they're all or nothing. So that's why we've been in the stalemate for almost a month. And and like a thing that like keeps happening to me, anyways, is like the new John Wick trailer came out today. Like I can't keep paying attention to this. There's so much other cool shit going on all <laughs> right. the time. Yeah. I am. I'm the thing I hate most. You're you're the thing you hate most. What do you mean? Yes. Why? Like I'm like I'm like oh I'm super outraged. But Halloween just got released on DVD, and I would like to spend two hours watching that bad boy. Right. Like, that's don't don't that's see, me. don't feel bad about that. See, there's a lot of people out there who like you know if you call attention to a terrible thing happening in the world, they're like. Why are you worrying about that when this other terrible thing is happening in the world? Or why are you enjoying your life when there are other people not enjoying your life? I mean, yes, Fred, I'm annoyed and I'm exasperated by the people in power on both sides. But, you know, until I start to get poor and destitute because the economy has collapsed, um, you know, I uh, I won't feel guilty for partaking in things that you enjoy because – you know, on this darkest timeline, if you don't make time for some diversion, you're just going to drive yourself nuts. You know what the real 10-year challenge is? What's Planting that? a tree and watching it grow. That sounds nice. That's the challenge that I think everyone should do. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, that's very zen, but... Uh, cultivate life. Choose life, Fred. Watch a watch a family of, of, of woodpeckers and squirrels move into your tree. Sure. I like, like I like a, to like a, I like to watch the squirrels frolic in my backyard. Like a like a Disney like a a Disney collabo between a tree and a squirrel family. <laughs> right. Uh wasn't that Guardians of the Galaxy? I will watch Avengers when it comes out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like so even wait, if the government is shut down or not, I will go watch it. Yeah. I, I mean unless you know, unless the studio uh, runs out of money, uh because the what? government work what's that? No, they will not run out of money. I mean, that's true. They didn't run out of money in the Great Depression. I mean, surely this thing, Fred, surely this go- this this government shutdown will end before it gets that bad, right? We had a talk about the Great Depression, and it only happened because they allowed women to vote. <laughs> uh, 
Mike. You know, Fred, you, you know what that type vote. of talk is? There was no depression. <laughs> right. Then they could vote. We couldn't drink. And then there was a depression. You know, Fred, that's the exact type of thinking that put the all-women Ghostbusters remake behind from the beginning. No, that's no. that was Rashida Jones. Or what was that lady's name? Not Rashida Jones. Um, Leslie Jones? Yeah, the loud black one. Yeah. Like, like it was... That's what I'm saying, though, Mike. Like we we didn't have a problem, and then all of a sudden we changed something, and then we had we had a problem. Do you see what I'm saying here? It's women. You know, I can start to see why you're divorced, living <laughs> in the middle of the desert. It's all Stop. starting. To, it's all starting to make sense to me. Come on, the truth hurts. <laughs> but Fred, I don't know. Did did you see online that there is a new Ghostbusters uh, teaser, and everyone's really excited? No, is that real? I, I can't tell if it's real. That's not real. I don't know because the thing everyone's saying Ivan Reitman's son is directing it, but uh, look, I, I got to be honest, Fred. Ghostbusters two is my all t- one of my all time favorite movies, and I it's think outstanding. The, what's that? It's outstanding. And I think the reason that it's one of my all time favorite movies is because I saw it before Ghostbusters one, and they really are pretty much the same movie. Just swap out Vigo with Zool and swap out the Marshmallow Man with the Statue of Liberty, and it's pretty much the same movie. Um, but Oh, my God. I, I just found it. This is a real thing. Yeah. Like, you broke news to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I keep forgetting you're not on Facebook. Uh, How are they going to? So, okay. Obviously, Harold Ramis is a ghost. Ooh. Yeah. What if his death was fake to just promote this movie? No, no, I mean, but in the movie, like, I, I feel like you can make him into a oh, ghost, right? Oh, yeah. Like, maybe they got to bust him, or he's, like, a good ghost. He's one of the good ones, Fred, and he, he assists the new Ghostbusters. Oh, like, there's a part? Okay, I got it. So there's a part where the Ghostbusters are they're in a situation, okay? Mm-hmm. And then maybe, like, Dan Aykroyd has to, like, set, maybe he sets something down, his, his proton pack. And then maybe, like, a young hooligan snatches it and tries running down the street with it. And then Ghost Harold Ramis sticks his foot out and trips him. Ooh, that'd be good. That's what I'm saying. I just wrote the whole movie. Yeah. Take that. Uh, 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 Ivan uh, Reitman's J- son. Jay- uh, yeah, Ivan Reitman's son, Jason Reitman. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing, Fred, about the all-female Ghostbusters, okay? Did you see Garbage. it? Garbage. No, no, I, I, I don't enjoy terrible stuff. It was fine. I think there were was, there was certain people out there who hated it from the beginning because it was an all-female cast. And then there were other people out there who probably oversold it in response to the pre-backlash. I, I don't know, Mike. One Reddit user told me it was no good. <laughs> well, that's the one Reddit user I trust. Oh. <laughs> Look, here's the thing, okay? The reality of the all-female Ghostbusters. It was fine. I wouldn't watch it over and over, but I wasn't mad that I spent $7 to see it. It's uh, not the best movie. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, This one, uh, I guess, takes place in the original Ghostbusters universe, which I don't know if the female Ghostbusters took place in the... But uh, I guess this is not necessarily a sequel, but it's a continuation of the story. And, um, I mean, if you're you're really pissed about an all-females Ghostbusters, Fred, you know who know who, who you should blame. Uh, Ghostbusters. Bill, Bill Murray. Because Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd and Ivan, or I forget who else, but, but you know. Er, Ernie, Ernie. His name was Ernie. Ernie Hudson. Uh, Harold Ramis and uh, Dan Aykroyd. 
kept trying to get Bill Murray to do a third Ghostbusters with the original crew. Bill Murray did not want to do it. And by the time he was receptive to doing it, Harold Ramis had died. So if you really want to be pissed at somebody, be pissed at Bill Murray. I will the, see this. I I was going to say the third Ghostbusters movie to me is like, uh, do, do, are you familiar with the Mandela effect? Uh, no. Like Berenstein Bears or Berenstein Bears? I am familiar with them, yes. Okay, so like, uh, so it's that thing where like you very much believe that something is like exists, but does like like does Curious George have a tail? Like half of everyone says yes, half of everyone says no, okay. right? So that's what I thought the third Ghost. I I forever would have told you there was a third Ghostbusters, right? That's it. That's the whole thing. That's no. where I was going. Yes, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, look, you know, I'll, I'll see this one. I don't really care at this point. You know, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there. My favorite thing, Fred, is when somebody does a remake of something from when they when they were kids, and they're like, "You're ruining my childhood, man." Well, okay, if you're 35 and your childhood has been ruined by the fact that you're in your 30s, um, then then you've got bigger problems. Okay, just I'll, I'll tell you. Here's what ruined my childhood. When the other day I tried to go buy the Super Soaker 2800, and it was 150 fucking dollars on eBay, and I know it was only 40 dollars when it came out. Holy so why crap. can't I just get it for 40 dollars now? I just want to have the same Super Soaker I had when I was like a child. You know what killed my childhood, Fred? Being 34. That oh, killed my God. childhood. Okay. <laughs> My this childhood receding died hairline. a decade and a half ago because I was no longer a child. <sighs> I miss simpler times. I have to tonight go into my day job at midnight. That That's sucks. a real thing. Yeah, your childhood's dead and buried. When I I was when I was a child, I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna get a degree. Yeah. I did that, and then I thought, great, I got a degree. I'm gonna change the world. And now I host a podcast from my spare bedroom, and I'm gonna go into work at midnight. Right, and the people who went to college, who didn't go to college and went to trade school, are making six figures with no student debt, making their own hours. Where? Okay, I just read an article today. Millennials are taking like basic, like like they're taking classes for like basic living stuff, like how to use measuring cups and shit, right? Because like they were never taught because homeschool. So okay, so home ec was thrown out. They said right. we don't need any more home ec. Standardized tests for funding, and then and then this is real. I'm not even talking shit. This is really what happened. So then there was no longer anyone to show you uh, lefty loosey righty tidy in in high school. So now like millennials are going back to school for that because they were never taught that. And I feel like I'm a victim of that because no one ever told me that there were uh, options in life outside the traditional path of debt, anguish and um, uh, uh, well, eventual suicide. Well, here's the thing, Fred. OK. We were told to follow our dreams, okay? And following your dreams ha- have, has many different outcomes, okay? Uh, you could either follow your dreams and, uh, and uh, be, uh, I don't know, who's, who's a millennial who's very successful? Uh, you could follow your dreams and be Mark Zuckerberg. Ooh. Or you could follow your dreams and host a podcast in the basement, living paycheck to paycheck. There are many different outcomes to following your dreams. I guess that's the thing about, like, not everyone can be successful because then, by definition, no one is successful. So then maybe, and by the way, Netflix is bringing back uh, Unsolved Mysteries. So then maybe, uh, because no one is successful, everyone is actually successful in their own way. 
And we're out of time. Thanks for listening, Paul's. Bye. Good job, everyone. GG.